Hi, my name is Reina and welcome to Soul Astrology. I am a yoga teacher and astrologer and I'm on a mission to find deeper understanding of the human experience. Come join me as we talk about spiritual practices around the world, astrological insight, and so much more. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Astrology. Today I have my sister with me, Aviva. She was in one of the earlier episodes. You want to say hi? Hi, thanks for having me on. And we're talking about the difference between the self and the higher self. And before like diving into this topic, I wanted to kind of look where it came from. I couldn't find a direct origin, but the closest I got was in the study of yogic philosophy, there's these two energies called, called Prakriti and Purusha. And Prakriti is meant to represent the eternal consciousness and the oneness and the infinite uh, intangible realm. And Purusha is meant to represent the creatrix force of materialism and life on earth. And so the idea here is that our self is um, Purusha in the form of materialism, and our higher self would be more of the uh, Prakriti energy or the eternal energy. Um, so that's kind of a basis of where to start. Aviva, do you feel like you have seen any kind of solid definition or where does this come up? Well, what that made me think of is that this pops up all the time, and I thought of two examples. Um, so one is there's you know, the ch- chakra sip. Excuse me, chakra system that I think most people are somewhat familiar with. There's the God chakra, which is above that, yeah. right? Yeah. And then there's also another one was um, Jung had the I like the actual self idealized self. Sorry, I'm having a hard time thinking of what it's called. But um, did you have it? Maslow. No, not Maslow. Maslow was self actualization, but Jung had this. God, I think it was the ideal. I think it was the ideal self, self. whatever. Yeah. Point is, is that it was this um, this person that you're aiming to be and you're trying to find the balance between um, you uh, and where you are right now and are you looking it up and yeah. reaching that. Um, I think it's the idealized self. Yeah. I think and so the sense. point that those are both good um, kind of examples of where the higher self kind of comes into play in other forms. And there's like young, of course, is very spiritual, but. Yeah, like psychology kind of definition. Definitely. And it just makes me it's definitely seen like the dualistic nature of this is seen in a lot of um, ideas of like, okay, the part of us that's grounded, the part of us that is expansive, the part of us is that is in the body, the part of us that is not in the body. Um, And especially in this like new age philosophy, the higher self is now kind of thrown around as this general term of like the part of you that knows more or is connected to something um, but then it just begs the question of, is it really, is it a separate entity? Is it, right. is higher self, um, like there's the self and the higher self, and these are separate things in the same way mm-hmm. you pray to God or in the same way you pray to like right. gods even. So do we, do we just jump to the end and I guess we'll jump to the end and say, overall, it's not, it's not the same. So that's where we're going to, or sorry, overall, it is the exact same. Um, right. I think it's of, not this idea of God being separate than you or something that you pray to or something that you maybe can't even reach. It is you. Yeah. I, and I think that it's interesting because a lot of the 
a lot of the methodologies of like people saying how to connect to your higher self, it makes it seem like it's this kind of like far reaching concept that takes mm -hmm. time and energy to get to. And it seems like this, like a challenge, like I can almost see people being super frustrated. Like, how, why can't I get in touch with my higher self? Where is my higher self? Right. And so I guess that can, yeah, that can be very frustrating, especially um, the way people are talking about it. And it becomes a very like memed term as well of like, oh, my higher self said this, ha ha ha, or like listening to my higher self. You know, you see that on like TikTok or whatever. Um, but your higher self is you. It's always you. You can't get rid of your higher self or not be your higher self. Or when you're listening to your higher self, it is, it, it's really just finding out, um, finding the alignment where you can get increased information from you. So listening to your intuition and, and that comes from all kinds of things. And a lot of it is just taking care of your body uh, or, Absolutely. And I think too, I don't think we would, I think yes, while living in our highest self is is what we're aiming for. I don't think we're meant to always be our highest self at all times because mm. that's kind of the whole idea of like samadhi where, you know, it, once again, in yogic philosophy, samadhi is that state of complete bliss that we're honestly not meant to stay in forever comes and goes no you can't stay in a blissful state otherwise you wouldn't be in a human body so like that bliss and nirvana that you know place that we're all trying to reach that kind of is that source connection well you're not gonna be in that all the time when you're living in human form so it's not possible but your higher self is always guiding you your higher self again it is you but it is always guiding you so even in those like um, difficult states or times when you think you're making the wrong decision, it's still there giving you the advice to get onto the right path. It's, it's always there. Yeah. That's, that's kind of some, an interesting thing too. Like, do you feel like your high, so your higher self is present regardless of if you're aware of it or not is what you're saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's present for sure. I mean, it's almost, oh, here's another good example. It's like the devil angel. So it, it, you always have this, um, because devil angel comes from this like intuition and like um, egoic battle, right? That's what it is. Um, and so that's that same concept. Your intuition might be another uh, way you can interpret your uh, higher self. Some people also see it as spirit guides or just guides and ancestors. A lot of it all is one and the same. It is this ultimate, again, ultimate um, spiritual it's hard to, it's such a hard, it is a hard concept, but basically it's this part of you that always has you in its best interest mm -hmm. and it's always there. And it, the voice is always in the back of your mind with you in your darkest moments. And it's, it's the same reason why we have really dark moments that lead us to the light, you know, and that is all because your higher self is holding you the whole time. It's like that, that connection you still have with source. And so that kind of goes back to that whole like bliss state. Like you can't be in that bliss state all the time, but you still have that connection because that's what we are. We are a piece of it. Yeah. So you were talking about young earlier and made me think about, you know, the id, well, this is Freud, sorry, the id and the superego. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to the id and the superego, a big topic and that is morality. Do you feel like the higher self and the 
let's say the the other or the not I don't like to say lower self, but the self and the higher self. Do you think there is a morality there, or does does the higher self know right and wrong? Um, well, right and wrong is a very culturalistic perspective. So, I mean, great example is in America, we wear our shoes inside of the house and in other cultures, you don't wear your shoes, right? There's different ways to say hello to each other. So there is no literal right. I mean, there are places where you can get arrested for spitting gum onto the street. So right and wrong is a very, it's a very difficult line to cross. I would say that your higher self is always for the good of all humankind, animals. It, it, the goal of the higher self is always going to be the best in the best interest of of the world. It, it always is going to be. So in that way, you could say, yeah, there are some moral pieces to it. But I don't think that there's like a, you know, when you're getting really concerned about right and wrong, I think that tends to be a very egoic area because we get really concerned if we're do, speaking the right way or, you know, having the right clothes on or whatever. And that's very cultural and not at all, not really spiritual at all. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think that too, when you start to, when you start to feel like, um, the, like the higher self is always right in a certain sense, it can kind of get into the realm of, um, righteous self-righteousness or, Mm. um, kind of feeling like, um, like the higher self is almost, a a better version of the other self. And I don't think, I think that they work in tandem, like the same way the chakra system, it connects at the heart. So you have the lower chakras that like keep us grounded, keep us creating, keep us, you know, in our power on earth, on the, in this body, connecting through the heart into those higher chakras that keep us, you know, it's like, it's like the duality of a tree. And I just feel like there's been a lot of emphasis in the new age culture of like, what would your higher self do? Higher self, higher self. But it's important to notice that you can't have the higher self if you don't have the other self to work through. Oh, of course. And again, we are put onto this earth, if you are spiritual and believe this in some form, to live a human experience. And you will never be 100% in your higher self form. That does not mean that you don't have it guiding you and you don't have the resources from it. But I mean, we are here to have a human experience and that involves trauma and pain and dark times and beautiful times and everything because we're here to learn. So the higher self, again, I think about it like almost a cord connecting us to like source or spirit or God or however you look at it. Um, And that is the highest vibration of you. Mm-hmm. reflecting. So um, I forgot the point that you said before, but just how it can oh, get into self-righteousness. The so, self-righteousness, yeah. I think, again, a lot of it ends up in ego, right? So you can, there's like a fine, like a curve where you find that beautiful alignment. And then there's a whole other cur- like point where you get to this part where, oh, this is what's better than everybody else. If you're sitting here saying I'm better than everybody else, you're not living in alignment. If you are comparing yourself, that is judgment of some form, and that is ego. So ego is a very, like, and egos, you need ego. There's nothing wrong with having ego. But that isn't living in the higher self because when you are in alignment with yourself, when you really sit down and listen, there is no judgment. There is no shame. There is no anger. There is nothing. It's only the progression and the movement for the best of humankind. That's that's it. That's all there is. Right, and... 
just hearing you say that kind of made me inspire like another definition of what the higher self could be. And it could just be like the higher self is the part of you that is expansive, expansive enough to contain all of these feelings and dualities. It's like the part of you that is able to say like, all of these things are true and real and okay. It's all okay. What do you mean by all all these things? Like pain and sadness. And, oh, right. And, and 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 happiness and joy and jealousy. The higher self, um, like knows not right or wrong. The higher self just sees and accepts and has an understanding that's beyond, right. you know, a, the judgment. Well, a lot. I actually get you said that because there's a lot of acceptance. That's a big, big part is accepting for, for who you are, for what is no matter what. I mean, your higher self, um, again, it loves you and that's not because it's not you, but it always loves you no matter what you do. It's not going to punish you or be upset with you if you do something wrong because your higher self is again, this high vibration of love. It's just always vibrating there. And again, it's your choice if you want to acknowledge it or not. It's just an acknowledgement. It's like, I was thinking about this when you, um, asked me if I wanted to do this. And it's very, it's similar to like, it's a part of you, just like your hair is a part of you, but you can choose whether or not you want to do your hair mm. and brush it and put something in it and contain it. It's there. The vibration is in you. Yes. It's always there. It's your choice whether or not you want to tap into it and listen or close your eyes and breathe into it and find it. That's your choice, but it's always there. Absolutely. So getting into a little bit more about, um, you know, for somebody, for people who may not even have experience with what that is, like, where, you know, where is it? What does it feel like? What does it taste like? What does it sound like? What does it smell like? What are the qualities of this energy, this entity? How do you get in touch with it? Well, I wouldn't call it necessarily an entity, but I would call it a vibration and an energy. Um, again, so your higher, your higher self has been with you always. Um, and it's that little voice that talks to you sometimes and says, you know, turn left instead of right. And then you end up somewhere beautiful or, you know, it tells you even to some degree, oh, you think of somebody and they call. It, it, it's always like dropping little hints in with you. But if you want to like take a step to find it, to listen to it, one, one the biggest one is to just trust, to just trust, to take to step out of your brain and just trust that things are going to work out for you because it's 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 taking care of all those details that you don't want to think about. And then the second one is to find some form of quiet or peace in some way. Mine is meditation. That's probably what most people would recommend. And to sink down into your psyche of some form or maybe step away from your psyche even into your subconscious and listen for that voice. And that voice will speak to you. Literally, you can hear it in your mind. You can feel it in your body. You know, like, you know, if you're feeling pain or anger, or even happiness, where do you feel that in your body? A lot of, a lot of it is just that awareness. And that is it again, it is like, it's one of your, one of your bodies. It's one, it's sitting in you. So it's, it's always accessible. And if you choose not to listen to it, that's fine. But that is one of the reasons I believe I feel pretty strongly about this. When people start hitting a lot of uh, routes of bad luck is because they're actually going against it. So when you have bad luck after bad luck after bad luck, it's because you're not listening to that voice. Mm. Um, mm. So uh, I would say like intro, if you want to try to find a way to do a little game with it, take about five minutes to sit in silence and try. You can even ask a question at the beginning and see if you can find that 
answer and either um, you might have a like a like a psychic experience where you have you know a feeling in your body there might be a taste there might be a smell which is what you kind of brought up there's all kinds of senses that you can pick up or you might have an answer that you really feel strongly with after you sit for a second absolutely and for me i think something that really works is visualization of like um like visiting that higher self and mm. even though it is you kind of make in putting it into an embodiment that you can go and visit and talk to. Um, so you can kind of have that experience in that dual nature. And I love that you mentioned trust. The other day, my friend told me this really beautiful metaphor about how, you know, when it's like, you know, your, your animals are inside and it's raining outside, or maybe there's construction or whatever, for whatever reason, you don't want to let them outside. And your dog or cat could be like, pawing at the door, like, let me outside. But you have the higher knowledge that you're not going to open the door because you're watching out for them. And I'm like, and I loved that because I was like, that is totally what our higher self does for us. Well, it's funny because I saw something similar, but it was, it was the same analogy, but it's like your pet doesn't understand why you won't feed them, you know, chocolate or grapes, which are poisonous for dogs. They don't get it. They're upset. They want to eat those, but you know that, that it's best for them. And that's a bit of the universe and your higher self. Like sometimes when you don't get what you want, it's because the universe knows that, um, that it's not right for you. Very similar to like chocolate poisoning your dog and your dog not understanding it. But I did want to say something that I forgot too. similar to the visualization is journaling is really great too. Cause you can write to your higher self. You can ask questions, um, in a similar way. So you have those different mediums with visualization and, you know, handwriting and such. Absolutely. Like there's so many ways to even, even having, it's just, I feel like because that energy is inside us, but it's hard to kind of bring out. It's great to like, it's great to bring it out in some manner of like, maybe there's us, our favorite stuffed animal, or maybe there's a token that we wear or a ring that we wear that just kind of gives us that holds that energy for us. And a lot of it is trust because sometimes, you know, for me, like I'm still working on hearing that voice. I know it's there. I can't always hear it, but the bridge between, um, not the bridge between knowing it's there and not hearing it is just trust. Um, oh yeah. And that's hard. I it's mean, trust so is so hard. hard because you have to step away from society's viewpoints because you have everyone's viewpoints with you your whole life you have you know your family your friends what tv tells you you have everything you have to step away and that first voice the very first voice that is you that is your higher self if you could a little exercise you can do is if you could make your entire past disappear just for a second you would just nothing in your past happened what would you do and oftentimes that will help you kind of erase all of those uh push and pulls that you're getting from influences that have happened in the past that are keeping you from following that path. Because if we all start listening to the little breadcrumbs that your higher self is leaving you, because it is, I mean, it's a bit of a mess, right? To try <laughs> to find it sometimes and definitely to go down that journey. If you start listening, you'll probably end up places that you didn't believe you could end up. Um, it is very difficult though to trust that you have your own back but the truth is is that you do because you know it comes down a bit to belief but and understanding manifestation and such but if you trust 
that you were put here for some kind of purpose and that you have your own back, that source has your own back and you listen, you just, you just listen and you trust and you ignore those voices, those egoic voices that are yelling at you, constantly telling you or what is right or wrong. Or being mean to you. Yeah. Or being mean to you or telling you that that initial voice wasn't true because you hear a voice saying, you know, I want to pursue art or whatever. And you say, oh, no, I can't because of the money and da 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 and like all that, that whole story. And you just step away from pursuing your passion because and then you become confused actually it's actually a reason why a lot of people have anxiety and depression you become super confused because you can't find the balance between what everyone's telling you you need to do and what you feel you need to do and then you lose yourself in that entanglement Mm. you've you've stepped away from yourself so much so it really comes back to like grounding aligning and starting to listen and trust and then you things will unfold like magic does begin to happen yeah and i and earlier you know you were talking about the idea of um getting off you know track or when you're feeling like you're going against that and i think to clarify i just want to say i feel like when you are going against that current like you just know like we all have this knowing we might not know exactly why but it's that like little itch that's like this ain't it like this is not it and and so just to like be aware of like we're we those little nudges and those little those little pushes it doesn't have to be anything big it's not like oh my God, like if I, cause for me, I freak out about the little decisions, right? And usually it's not the little decisions, but there are sometimes situations we find ourselves in and we're hearing that kind of tapping at the door and knocking at the door and that, that, that kind of bubbling up of something. And mm-hmm. that's, I feel like an indicator that we're not quite aligned with that self. Well, here's another cool thing you can do now because life is so great. Um, there's this great thing called human design. And I don't know too, too much about it. So I'm not an expert in any sense, but you can go look up your human design chart. It's very similar to like looking at your astrology chart. And there's a couple different um, types that you can be. I'm a generator. Rena, you're, you're a manifesting generator, I'm pretty sure, or a generator. I can't remember. Very similar. And um, there's manifestors, projectors, and reflectors. Those are the other ones. And they all have these um, terminology, which you can also, I believe you can read that in your chart. If you can't, I'm so sorry. Um, Maybe I can um, answer some questions for you, like DM me or something. But um, that will, they're actually um, qualities and feelings that you can feel to know that you're in alignment. So for man or for generators, it's uh, the feeling of satisfaction versus frustration. So, and then I think for manifestors, it's peace and anger. And then I can't remember what the other ones are, but they're very, so. And that really works for me. So when I'm on the right path, I feel satisfaction. I feel like I completed something. I feel good. When I'm going down the wrong path, I feel frustration. Hmm. So now a big indicator for me is if I'm feeling frustrated, this is not what I'm supposed to do. And now that doesn't mean that there aren't things that are going to frustrate you sometimes. But like if you're sitting at your job and you're spending, you know, 50 60, 70, 80% of your job feeling frustrated, you're not in the right job. If you decide you want to start a business or start something and the whole time you just feel pure frustration, that is not in alignment for you. And now you can, again, check your, most people are generators. So this probably applies to most of you, but um, you can look that up. And that's a really like 
super simple way to figure out like, am I feeling satisfaction when I complete some this or do I feel frustration? And then that can yeah. help be a little way to, you know, go either direction. Right. And it's really just like, it's the same energy, but like similar to astrology, like kind of like astrology, you can feel like the highest vibration of the the sign and the manifest highest manifestation or like the low vibrational manifestation because that energy has the ability to manifest highly or, or kind of go the other way. Um, but yeah, so, so to wrap, kind of wrap it up, any last thoughts about, you know, the higher self, um, and just kind of getting back to the point of like, we are our higher selves. Mm -hmm. Are we, did we were? Do you think we were born as our higher selves, and we're on a journey to uncovering everything, or do you think that the higher self is constantly evolving? Do you think it's fixed? Mm. Well, to touch on your, I forgot you said your first point. I had a point to say, but that's okay. I'll skip that part. Um, I think this is what I think, um, and I, I think everyone might have their own interpretations. But some of this is what I've pulled from books or listening, but some of it is my own intuitive feeling that we have, like I said, source or God or the universe or whatever you want to have. It's just this pure light and love that breaks into pieces at human beings and comes down to earth and lives a human experience. But there is a connection that you still have to this you know, all knowing energy or this, this oneness that we have. And I believe that that is the higher self. It's like a general thing. Then you can mix that in with ancestral. Cause we all have it sitting in our DNA and your own, like potentially even spirit guys, whatever. So this is a very spiritual interpretation. I'll say something a little different in a second. Um, and that is kind of this like general that of knowledge I don't think that it, I think it, there is pieces that progress, but I think for the most part, it's kind of a fixed thing. Like you are born mm -hmm. with it. It hasn't some, a compass for you and you kind of just follow it. Mm -hmm. And so from a less spiritual perspective, your higher self, again, it is you. It is that voice that talks to you and you can get better and better at listening to that voice. So if the spiritual part turns you off, you can think about it as just intuition. So the more you listen to your intuition, this inner knowing, which is you, the more you're aligned with your higher self. But I guess to answer your question in short, I think it is an overall fixed, a fixed thing, but the universe isn't fixed. So See, it's a very- I agree with you, but I just want to tack on. Yeah, go. Yeah, so I think like it is this piece of source ultimately that we work with, but I think it's coming into our existence and in our consciousness so we can kind of play with it and evolve it. Like, in, you know, because a lot of the concepts is like sure. we take this piece of, of source and we feed it information and we feed it our evolving consciousness so it can go back in a consciousness that as a whole evolves. I, I actually love that you said that. That was kind of a big cool moment because that's exactly the purpose of being human, right? Is to learn. You're, the point is to go through experiences and teach your soul or your higher self, right? These experiences. So in that sense, absolutely. You are, I think mean, that's the point of this, this experience in my opinion. But I do think, again, I think the compass is still pointed north no matter what, but I do think, right, the it's sitting there, the whole purpose of it's like, purpose of guiding you is so that it can learn through your human experiences. Um, 
And again, I say that as they're two separate things, but they're not. And that's very confusing, but yeah. Yeah. I think it's true. Well, amazing stuff. I would love to hear for anyone who's listening, what your thoughts are on this. If you have a different perspective or even through a religious eye view of what this means to you, um, Mm -hmm. please reach out, let me know. Um, And I hope you guys have a um, wonderful, relaxing, in tune, aligned week. Thank you so much for joining the conversation, Aviva. Thank you so much for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and join the Soul Astrology fam.